Well, what a morning. Great to be here with everybody. Uh, everyone here has now walked in and knows that there are walking tacos for you at the end. And I uh, hope you get to stick around, meet some new people, hang out with people. Uh, we said in first service, be sure, don't go like as far away from people as possible. But if you go out there, go right next to somebody. Sit right next to somebody, introduce yourself. We are just praying that you'll get to meet new people, have fun, have a good little lunch and enjoy it. Also, if you say one bag of Fritos and meat is not enough, well, guess what? You can go get a second or a third. Just keep eating till they're gone, your second service, so you can enjoy. So get as much as you want until it is all gone. That makes cleanup all the easier, and you can enjoy this morning. Also, a few announcements. This week and uh, month, there's a few things coming up. Be sure, check out Radiant.Family. It has all the info. You scroll to the bottom, all of what's going on. Kind of our, our live church bulletin is there. You can also check out the church calendar. And if you have not already, a great app is the Church Center app, which you can then connect to Radiant Life Church. And everything we do here, from giving to announcements to uh, just even this morning, I sent out a quick communication reminding you that lunch was going to be served. If you didn't get that, you need to get the Church Center app so you can get those communications real easy, and uh, it is a great way to keep in touch with what's going on at Radiant Life Church. But next week, we have a big special Sunday, our chili cook-off and jersey Sunday, which means next week you can wear your favorite team gear, whatever that may be, even if you are from Michigan, or even if you are even worse, if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you can wear it next Sunday. I'm just kidding. Whatever your thing is, you can wear it. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to have a great uh, morning of enjoyment and maybe a little ribbon each other and whatever with the team stuff. Or if you're like, I am not, I see some Bengals gear right there. That's a good choice, a really good choice. But even if you're not a team person, well, wear, wear your Radiant Life church gear and that will be great too, whatever it is, or just come in your, your Sunday best, whatever. It's all good. But we're going to have a good time. But what we need you to do is sign up. Let us know you're bringing chili. Now, if next Saturday you forgot to sign up, you can still bring chili, but that doesn't help your pastor feel a little bit better where there's going to be plenty of food for everyone. So we need you to sign up. Let us know what you're bringing. It has all the details, what service you're going to bring to, all of those things. And then this is new for this year. You're even going to win a prize during service. So there's going to be taste testers during church, and then we're going to get to celebrate a couple people and everybody. I'm sure it's all good, but whatever their preference was on the morning, you might even get a little trophy. It's going to be really silly. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. But sign up to bring a chili next week, and then you're going to get to eat chili as well. And so be sure to sign up for that. Also, on September 29th, we have our outdoor movie night, and it is going to be great. The Super Mario movie, uh, all of that, I think, is the one we're going to be doing coming up on the 29th of September. We will be outside behind the gym, an outdoor drive-in movie, and it is always fun. So you'll hear more. Facebook's all going up live this week. Invite your friends, invite people uh, to come out and just to have a kind of a tailgate around your car, in your car, uh, good old drive-in movie. It is going to be a blast. There's some other things coming up. Uh, Women's Time Apart is coming. Need to get signed up. Middle school corn maze. Couple big Sunday morning things. The 24th is our water baptism Sunday. And if you've given your life to Jesus, but you've never been baptized, this would be a great Sunday. We're going to have the hot tub, I mean, the baptismal heated up, ready to go for you. Uh, it's going to be a great day. We're going to celebrate some people who say, I want the world to know what Jesus has done in my heart. If you've never 
been water baptized, sign up for that. And then child dedications on October 1st, a great Sunday morning celebrating the new life and dedicating our littlest ones to the Lord. And so love to have you uh, be a part, whatever of those things, let us know, sign up, and you can always keep in touch through the Radiant.Family or the Church Center app. Also, thank you for being a part and for just sharing and being a part of giving. We are so thankful for a church that is faithful in giving. What we get to experience in awesome facilities and all those things. Uh, but even more, my favorite is that we get to give to 75 missionaries all over the world. Several are in the room today that we get to be a part of supporting. And whether it's in Dublin or at Ohio State or whether it's in Africa or India or South America, all over the world, it's because of your faithfulness. So thank you for giving to the Lord. And uh, we're just blessed by each and every one of you. Well, awesome. Let's jump into the word. I love, as I said, I love Ephesians. There's something about this book. It's just one nugget of truth after another. In fact, today is a little bit scary because I'm going to point out six things that I saw from what we just read. Six. I see some people laughing. That's rude. You're like, oh man, this might be long. I saw, I saw you, Adina. So that's, that's what was on her face. I'm just kidding. She loved it. Uh, it's good stuff, right? But we're going to go through six Different things that God, I believe, would speak to us today from Ephesians 5, 8 through 21. This book is all about, and it, it, the, really the words, in God, us being in God, living in God, being a part of what he has. And that word in God is where we'd get the word enthusiasm. And so what else could you call this sermon series but enthusiastically, right? Enthusiasm, being all in with what God has. Every week I've been saying, we need to be enthusiastic. We need to be all in with God, right? And the key that I believe that God would call his church to is not that everyone's life is perfect at every moment. Everyone in this room, there might be a baby or two that maybe, uh, maybe still is there. But beyond that, you've lived life. You know their situations. You know people you love pass away, right? That stinks. You know that sometimes your vehicle just doesn't work. Okay, if I can just real fast... We took our car in, we thought it needed some front end work, and you know what, it was not the front end. Instead, it needed a new transmission and torque converter and rear axle and front sway bar. It was like, oh my, we just needed a new car basically, just replace it all, right? Anybody, you've been there, you thought there was going to be a few hundred bucks, instead it was multiple thousand bucks. Has anybody then get your car back and then your well pump, which you were hoping was a small thing, the guy comes out. And he literally pulled our well pump out of the well. That's not cheap either. Anybody, you're like, life sometimes, why? But when we're enthusiastic in the Lord, it's not that nothing ever goes wrong. Because that's not what life is. Sin is in our world. Someday heaven, there'll be none of that. But until then, it's going to be there. But we get to enthusiastically live through and walk through and go through whatever's going on in life. If it's finances, or if it's relationships, or if it's my own terrible decisions and sin and things that now I have to navigate through, or if it's what somebody else does. Now, this is, uh, this is your pastor, if you want to know. I so much enjoyed, this guy came out, and we had our well, right? It's a, a pipe that goes down to the ground, and I had actually never really seen how simple a well is, like super, super simple, but it goes down into the ground, and on some YouTube things, I saw they have like well pullers, like uh, 
that actually like these things, you connect and it pulls it up. Well, this guy didn't need none of that stuff. He just goes with his hands and just pulls this pipe that has a pump on the bottom up. So I'm guessing it was at least 50, 60, 70 feet based on the, you know, so the, the, it was on the ground at the end. He pulls this thing out with his bare hands, just whew. by the end, he looked like the hawk. It was like a huge workout. I was like, that was impressive. Like that, I, mean, I told him, I was like, that was impressive. I watch videos. They have pullers for those. He's like, yeah, nobody's got time for that stuff. You just got to pull it out. Like, well, bless the Lord. You can see even fun things in the middle of, oh no, I don't know how big the bill is going to be. Now, anybody else ever watch somebody do things and watch somebody open box after box and, you know, to fix this whole process? And they're like, we have not talked money yet. I can't wait for what the bill is at the end. Right? Anybody else? Like life sometimes is that way. You're like, oh, Jesus, be with us. Oh, Lord, help us. So he gives me the bill at the end of the time. And I looked at it. I was like, oh, that looks pretty good. I thought it would be way worse than that. He's like, hey, let me see that. I'm going to make some quick adjustments on your bill. Thankfully, he didn't. He was just joking. But right, life is difficult. But when we walk in the Lord, we can walk even enthusiastically when it goes a little different than we thought. If it's my school, if it's in middle school or at Ohio State or wherever it is, sometimes things don't go how I want. If it's my job or my house, sometimes things don't go how I want. If it's my apartment and just moving in, Pastor Ethan and Abigail, they're having a great experience trying to get all the dirt out of all of the stuff, right? Anybody, you move in, it's like, oh, that's a little more difficult. But when we walk with the Lord... We can walk in enthusiasm even when it's a little more difficult than I was hoping. The Lord is good. In a Radiant Life Church, that's who we want to be. A people that lives enthusiastically. What are our vision statement? Changing lives, developing leaders, sharing the love of Jesus everywhere. Because our world needs to know him. They need to know him if my finances are a little more tight than they were three weeks ago. Right? They need to know him no matter what. And God wants to bring us through. And the portion of scripture that we read this morning I think lays out those six things that I mentioned that we're going to talk about it, it talks about ways and how and so often it's like yes I want to do that I want to live enthusiastically I want to walk in you but here I think there's some real practical things that we cannot get where God wants us to be unless we do so let's jump in and take a look at these this morning first we must let darkness go Right? It starts in verse 8. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. To walk as children of light. You used to be darkness. Not in darkness, but you used to be darkness. Now when we were in Israel a few months ago, it was awesome. And we got to be a part of going through where the Dead Sea Scrolls were found. And we learned the craziest story. This, this shepherd boy, maybe 12 years old, maybe even younger, he was out with his sheep doing their thing. And it's kind of on the side of a mountain and, or hill. And there are literally caves everywhere. So in our mind, it's like, no one noticed that there was a cave? Like no one, there were all these Dead Sea Scrolls and then they were in all these caves. It's just everywhere. There's caves everywhere. So this kid is literally just chucking rocks up into the caves because... Wouldn't you do that if you were, you know, 12-year-old boy? Of course, you're going to chuck rocks at stuff. Well, he threw it inside of the cave, and instead of a normal sound of a rock going into the cave, it was like a jar breaking. It's like, I don't think that was normal. 
So all of a sudden, what do you do? You want to go adventure and figure this out. Now, it's literally a rock face, the reason it hadn't been found, because you had to figure out a way, like ropes and things, to get into this cave. But he goes into the cave, and they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, and then they found on all of these caves all over the place amazing documents that were a huge blessing, original or, or long time ago Bible fragments and portions and things that just, let's say, clarified or made clear that the Word of God wasn't something that just like, had been put together, but it's been around for the time that it would say, for thousands, 2,000 years, a long, long time, and original documents. Amazing thing. But those people were called the children of light. People that then, uh, in this, that wrote these Dead Sea Scrolls because they had removed themselves or separated themselves from the world. They had literally and would not allow darkness, sin, things of the world into their life. So they like cordoned off their life. This is who we are and we're not going to let anything get inside. Now I'm thankful that that's not what we're called to do. Like we're not called to buy up all the houses right around this church building and then never go outside of that and do all those things ourselves. But in the spirit, we are called to live our life in a manner where we have let darkness go because light has come, because Jesus has come. We must let darkness go. It says in verse 9, For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. I love this. Just a little challenge. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. So often we want to see how close we can get to the edge. How close we can get, well, it's not that bad or it's not that big of a deal. And the word of God, it repeatedly continues to say, don't even be near it. Don't even talk about it. It's even shameful to speak of these things. And when I think about darkness in our life, every one of us, I think if we're still on the earth, we're still battling our own things. We're still struggling. We're still trying to figure out, how do I keep my anger, or my tongue, or my desires, or how do I keep it always good? If you're a parent, you definitely, or else you have some next level, I don't know, spiritual, like, you're Jesus, basically, and you're not. So, right, then you have moments where you're like, Lord, how do I do this? How do I keep myself who I want to be when I have maybe for us five kids or maybe have one or three? How do I keep it? Because sometimes they just are the best at doing the thing, at poking you in the side in the moment when you just lose your mind. It's like, Lord, where'd that come from? That's not who I am, but your kids, they can do it. They'll bring it out of you every time. If you want to know how you're doing, just put some kids around you for long enough and you'll find out, oh, I'm not doing as well as I thought I was doing. My anger, my, my tongue, whatever, it just keeps coming out, right? It's just reality of life. We realize, Lord, there's things in me, and I have to get rid of it. And it says don't even speak of the things, and how often maybe are our jokes or what we talk about or what we see as funny, or if by chance you try to listen to a comedian, even sometimes Christian comedians, it's like, eh, that's on the edge. It says don't even talk about, don't even speak about. And Lord, am, am I in a place where your light has shined on me in such a manner that I don't even want those things to come from my tongue or be around me or be what I speak? You're not going to be who I am. That's what the word of God is saying. And as we continue, there's only one way to see this happen. Verse 13, but when anything ex is exposed by light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. 
Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And these words, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. It would be like a worship song. It's like what they would sing. That's, that's why it's pulled out here. There's something about realizing, Lord, I in my natural am in darkness. I in my natural have issues and problems. I in my natural are going to blow up on my children way more than I want to. Unless I have you. Unless, God, you help me every moment of every day. And the reason I say every moment of every day, has anybody noticed that when you think you're doing the best and everything's going great, and you kind of start doing it on your own strength, that that's the moment that a coworker or a child or a friend or a spouse or a, whoever, something happens and all of a sudden, Lord Jesus, I clearly needed to spend a little extra time with you this morning. And I didn't. And look at where I am now. Lord Jesus, I need you because only when we arise from the dead, when we awake, can we experience the power of God. Now, when we think of sleeping, normally we might like to think of a child who's just like completely out. And I don't know, maybe you're asleep that way. Uh, like some of my kids, like how do you wake up with an alarm clock? Because they'll have it right by their head. It'll just like going, going, and they just sleep through it. But did you know that when you think of sleeping, have you ever been around somebody who sleepwalks or sleep talks and all of a sudden they're talking? And I know growing up, I would talk to my sister like through the wall at night. Like it was weird. I mean, my parents are like, what were you talking about? And it w we don't know who knows. And if they would listen, it's like gibberish, whatever. But you can talk. Have you ever been around somebody who walks while they're sleeping? Like they'll get up and literally move and they're still asleep and, you know, just end up places. When we were youth pastors, we had a student on one of our trips who got up, walked, went into somebody else's room, got in the closet, and just sat there like rocking, like with eyes open, like sleeping. It was really, really creepy and weird, really creepy and weird. I actually called the parent. I was like, hey, does your, does your son sleepwalk like all the time? It's really weird. I'm like, okay, because it was weird, right? We, we could do lots of things while sleeping. And when I think of the church, when I think of individual, myself, is it possible that there's areas that I could be asleep in my spirit? I could be asleep in my walk with God and not even really know or not even notice because I just kind of have fallen asleep. And here we're being told, awake oh, up, O oh sleeper, arise from the dead. It's a choice that we have to make. Am I going to let the power of God and what he wants to speak in my life where now I do what he says and am who he wants me to be and lives like he wants me to live or not. Yesterday we were at a, uh, a parishioner's house. It was awesome. Our kids got to swim. A bunch of our staff were there and we were just talking and it just came up uh, the phrase, you do you. And in our culture, it's like, oh, you do you. Just be who you are, whatever. And I'm like, my personal opinion, I think biblically, that is the worst advice ever that you could possibly give don't do you don't just be who you are don't just yeah that's just how i am no never at least if you're like me if i'm just going to be me then people aren't going to like me that much and i'm going to be self-centered and i'm going to be a little more angry than i would want to be if i was just natural like that i can lose it i'm going to be so justice oriented that everything has to be right and fair no one likes to be around a person like that don't be you, if you're like me at least. 
Instead, Lord Jesus, I want to awake from the dead the sleep I have. And I want to be who you have called me to be and who you've made me to be. So at the end, I guess I do want to be me. But only if me is because it's a reflection of you and what you've called me to be. And I'm walking in you. The dead must die. It must go. Their darkness must flee. And I want light to come in my life. And as a church and as the church beyond Radiant Life Church, I want the power of God. We need the power of God to awaken us. Arise from the dead. Let Christ shine on you. Because when the light comes, we go from darkness, being darkness, to being light. And I want to be someone that shines the power of God, the goodness of God. As we continue, we continue to see a little bit more of what that looks like. Verse 15, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Church, when we're thinking darkness and light, the days are evil. The time is evil. There's sin in our world. We are not in heaven. Thankfully, one day, there will be no tears, no death, no sorrow, no sin. It's going to be a good day, but that's not this day. So, Lord Jesus, would you help us walk with wisdom? Don't be foolish, but understand the will of God. We must bring on and let God bring on wisdom in our life. If we want to go from darkness to life, it must be his wisdom, his power, his authority. And that's where that whole, oh, just be you, do you. No, don't. Lord, would you let the power of God show up in me? Would you let me reflect you? Would we, you let me talk like you, act like you? Would you let my opinions and desires come from what your truth has spoken? And Holy Spirit, would you reveal it more and more? I need you. Which means, Lord, yeah, I'm asking you to kind of take my own desires and thoughts and understandings and put those in light of who you are. And let me realize where I need to change. Let me realize where I just need to look entirely different than what I once thought. Because the word of God is real and powerful. And I don't want to live in darkness. I don't want to be defined by who I am and what my culture says and what the world says. But Lord, I want to be who you have made me to be. So bring on wisdom. Let the time be revealed or or redeemed. I want to know what your will for my life is. I must experience you. And I think if we, as a church, I think as a a person here today, if it's your first time or if it's your thousandth time to be on a Sunday morning at Radiant Light, I think we'd say, yeah, I don't want to live in darkness. I want to live in light. Yeah, I want to walk in wisdom. All right, I mean, I think in general, we're not like, I really want to be foolish today. Like nobody wakes up and says, I'm going to go for the most foolish person today award. Right? Nobody. But how? How do we do it? Because it's so difficult. And Paul lays it out in a real clear way. Don't get drunk with wine. For that is debauchery. Now let's just focus there for a moment. I think it's very clear. When we get drunk, then we generally act stupid. Right? Just from a road-wise, there's a law. You cannot drink and drive. Why? Because hundreds of thousands of people die. Because when we are drunk... We do things, we act ways, we're impaired, right? And that, I think, should be clear. We can't get drunk with wine. I would encourage, I would just stay away from this stuff altogether. Stay away from, right? But even more than only wine is there's a whole lot of other things we do and that we can be on and that we can take or that 
we can smoke or we can do whatever that just make us feel a certain way. That give us escape from the things of the world and we feel differently. Instead of letting wisdom and God and his word guide us, we're like, Lord, what can I have? What can I take? What can I use? What can be a part to make me feel better? To make me just escape? To make me, right? But you know, even more than only alcohol or some substance, is it possible that we do that same thing with the stuff we have or with the cars we drive or with relationships we're in? That we get a high on how someone makes us feel, and now I don't need God in my life, I need this person. Or is it possible, well, everything else might be bad, but I have a really nice car, and I really enjoy it. And so sometimes I'll drive it a little too fast and show off a little more than I should because this makes me feel this way. Or maybe in a Dublin environment, my house is really nice. Maybe everything else isn't, but I like my house, and it's really cool, and people think I... And we get high on a pride or on this thing of life. There's so often we want anything besides God to fill us up, to make us feel a certain way, to give us an escape from the things of the world. And Paul's saying that's not going to cut it. He says, do not be drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And if I want wisdom in my life, and I want darkness gone, and I want light to come, church, I must constantly be filled with the things of God. I must constantly be filled with the Spirit. In fact, the words, the grammar of how this would have been in Paul's day is be constantly being filled with the Spirit. It means constantly, continually be filled, be filled, be filled. What's that mean? If you think you get to a place where all of a sudden you're just good enough, you're good enough Christian, whatever that would mean, you're good enough at life that you don't any longer need the things of God, then you're ready and you will have a fall. That, that, that's not what we're called to do. But we're called to be constantly, continually, continue to make it happen, be filled with the Spirit. We are not going to have our life look like Jesus and act like Jesus. We're not going to do what he's called us to do because I get people around me or because I have people encouraging me or because I have a good counselor, because I have whatever thing you want to say. Those things are great, but they're only great in light of us constantly being filled with the Holy Spirit that then allows a brother or a sister to encourage us or a counselor to help us and guide us. That's great. Getting people that move us, but only because the power of God has been shown in our life. And this morning and this afternoon and tonight, I'm like, Lord Jesus, I need you. Lord Jesus, I have to have what you have because I'm not good enough. I'm not great enough. I don't have the wisdom enough. I don't have the wisdom enough to just have a good marriage or to be a good dad, let alone all the other things in life, that would be the most important. But what about the rest? Or you know what, I'm not good enough to go to work and to work hard all day and then come home and have the energy and excitement for my family that I should have. So Lord, can you help me today? I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it might be actually a prayer on the way home. Lord, would you give me at least one good that I can pour into my family? Maybe it's not six, maybe that's not realistic, but Lord, would you give me a good hour or two that I can pour into my kids because they need their dad and I right now feel like going to bed or I feel like watching TV or I feel, but Lord, would you let me? Because we're not good enough. And if we think we're good enough on our own, we miss the entirety of what the word would say because we simply are not. Sometimes our skills or our talents, we can mask and it's okay no, we need the power of God and we need to be filled consistently and constantly, be constantly being filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Darkness must go. Light must come. Bring on that wisdom, right, by being constantly filled. As we continue, it goes, get your praise on, is how I'm going to label this. Verse 19, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. When I'm walking in God, when I'm being constantly filled, when darkness is now lit up by the things of God, then it should be a natural thing of my life to be thankful and to be praising and to be worshiping. And I think in God, enthusiastic about life, to be pumped about what's going on. To come and to worship God in a service is easy because, Lord, you've done so much for me. You've done so much in my life. Lord, I might not have it figured out and I might have issues, but you brought me here and you're going to take me where you've called me to be. And Lord, I don't have to do it on my own strength. I can worship you and give you praise and glory and honor. And I want to get my praise on when it comes to the things of God. I want to get my praise on when we get together and we get to sing and shout and glorify God. And I love it when I'm sitting in worship and I can hear the people around me. And sometimes because they're really good singers and I just enjoy it, sometimes... It might not be because of their singing. But I get to experience what God's doing in them and what the praise that's welling up. And you know what I love even the best are moments when we just praise just our own words. Not necessarily what's on the screen, which is good, but when it just starts to flow out. And we have moments. And I want to encourage you, if you can sing well, if you can sing up on a stage, or maybe that should never be a thing you do, that you are someone that you give praise to God in a corporate setting but you give praise to God on the way to church on the way home from church on the way to work on the way home from work you give praise to God at lunch break at dinner break when you're going to bed and if your life becomes enthusiastic about the things of God your life becomes a constantly being refilled with his spirit you make your life constantly about giving praise and honor and worship then even when life does what life does and there's a bump in the road even when the car doesn't work Something went not how you wanted it to go. Or even when you made a mistake and what you said really caused a problem. Then you're going to be able to praise the Lord and he's going to lead you. And his spirit's going to guide you in what to do now. What's the next step? How do I fix what I did? How, how Lord, can you come and fix what I don't know what to do because I don't have the answer? Lord, how does this happen? Because, Lord, I'm going to give you praise when it's great. And I'm going to give you praise when it feels a little bit difficult. But because I can worship you and give you honor and give you glory, because I can let the power of God move in me and through me, not because of anything I am, because of what the Spirit's done, then my praise, I'm going to get to give it to you. And the difficult is going to seem a little less difficult because I know God's with me. He's walking there. He's with me in the middle of the fire. He's with me in the middle of the storm. He's with me when everything's great. Come on, we love those moments. But I don't leave him. When all of a sudden, this is a little more difficult than I was hoping for. He's got you. He loves you. Holy Spirit, I need you now more than I ever did. And I don't know about anybody else in the room, but I just feel in this moment, the church in America, the church, we need God. It's not time to back away from what Holy Spirit's doing, but it's time to push in. Holy Spirit, what do you want? How do you want to show up? What what do you want to do? Because I'm all in for whatever it is. And Lord, I'm not just going to do what makes me feel comfortable, but Lord, what does your word say? Holy Spirit will lead and guide. You know, the last sentence, the last verse here, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. 
It all comes down, it all boils down when, when we're walking in Christ, when we're walking in his word, when we're getting our praise on, when we're worshiping him and honoring him and giving him glory, then we should be a group that begins and even takes it to the next level, submitting to each other, submitting to our church family, to submitting to God, what God has because Christ has already won the victory. And when we think of church world, there's enough people in this room that there's probably a hundred different opinions on a lot of things. Anybody? Is that just what life is? At least 10 or 20 different opinions, but we probably all would have a different opinion. And we could go through each thing that's part of church world. But you know what? Who really cares about my opinion or my thought or what I want? When we've submitted ourselves to the Lord, we submit ourselves to each other. And when I think of marriage, and I don't want to go too much because the next week we're going to be talking about husbands and wives and looking there. But why is a marriage good or not as good? It's all about have we submitted ourselves to the Lord in reverence and therefore submit to each other. Is my marriage about me or is my marriage about God and the, my spouse? And in church life, is my church world, my church life, my Sunday morning or life groups or Wednesday nights, midweeks or Tuesday morning prayer, are those about me are those about, Lord, you've called me and now I get to be a part of something that's so much bigger and better than I am myself or could be myself, which means, Lord, now I'm going to submit myself to my friends, to people that I might not even agree with. We might have very, very different views on things, but I'm going to submit to them because I have reverence for you and we're going to be united and come in. And something happens when we begin to live our life in such a way that I'm more concerned about my brother or my sister than I am about myself. When I'm more concerned about what you want or you want than I am about what I want. And in my marriage relationship, if I care more about what she wants than what I want, it's going to be a good marriage. And healthily, she's going to do the same. And when we serve one another, it's a whole new realm. It's a whole new life. When I submit to the Lord, I have reverence for him. I think a, a good old-fashioned word, when I have the fear of the Lord, not because I'm afraid he's going to beat me up or throw me out, but because he is all-powerful. He's God. He's creator. He's the Lord of lords. Why in the world would I not fear God? And then he welcomes me in and calls me his own, calls me son or daughter. And I realize he doesn't want me to be afraid of him. But I'm going to have a fear of him because, Lord, I don't want to do anything that would hurt you or go against you because I love you and I care for you. And I want your heart to be my heart. And I want darkness to be gone. I want the light of Jesus to shine on me where it's impossible for anything that should not be to stay. Church, everything looks different. When I'm serving you, I'm serving you because I have reverence for him. But I'm not going to speak against a brother or sister where I should just keep my mouth shut. I'm not going to say something that hurts somebody in a way that, that didn't need to be said. And if by chance, because you and I are humans, I do, then Lord, I'm going to go make it right. And I'm going to ask for forgiveness from you and from them. Because that's not what I want. And I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow. And where I used to maybe be a little more like a bowl in a china shop, Lord, help me not be that anymore. That might be who I am if I'm just doing me. But Lord, I don't want that. Lord, I need your power to work. And Lord, I need you. I need to worship you more. I need to spend more time asking, Holy Spirit, would you continually fill me, continually fill me, continually fill me. Lord, I need your light and your wisdom. And I don't want darkness. In fact, I don't even want to mention 
it. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to make it seem fun and funny. No, if it's against what you have and if it's against a brother or sister, if it's not what should be talked about, it's not wholesome, Lord, I don't want to talk about it. In fact, if I wouldn't talk about it with you, Jesus, in the room, I pray I'd never do it again or never say it again because Jesus is in the room. He hasn't left. He's with you. Lord, would you help me? All the darkness gone. Your kingdom come. You move in me. You change me. Church, that's what this whole thing's about. It's not about walking tacos after service in September. That's fun. And we're going to have a good time. But it's about, Lord, would you help me to look like you? Would you help me to get darkness out? Because I awake, I choose to do that, but then you do it by shining your light and you help me walk, Holy Spirit. Today, as we head toward home on this message, maybe you're here and you say, Woo, Ephesians is awesome, but it's also, it's pretty legit. Like, you get challenged every single Sunday morning. If you've been here for a few weeks, right? It's just like, oh, come on. But if you're ready and you'd be like, you know what, I, I don't want to just be challenged. I, I do. But Lord, I want to look different. And it's a constant spending time with Jesus. It's a continually being filled. It's a continual, Lord, I want more of you. And then after he's touched, it's saying, Lord, how can I be on track? How can I look like you just a little bit more? How can I act like you just a little bit more? And you know, I mentioned the water and the, the well pump and had to get that thing pulled out. I was thinking sometimes in our life, there might be those things that feel like they're way under the earth. And I've never even seen a well pump before. Sometimes in our life, I think those things happen where it's just way down, it's way in us. And it's been there for a long time. And in our case, this well pump has been there for 35 years, just did its job every single day. But is there ever a th time when we realize, you know, we have hurt or we have sin or we have issues in our life that we've buried way down in some pipe deep in our heart? And if we're real honest, we need to go through the, the pain of pulling that thing out. We need to go through the pain of saying, Lord, if I keep it hidden, there, the light can't get to it. Down in that pipe, in our pipe, there was rust and iron. He couldn't even get his weight down through it to get to the water once it was out. There's no light getting down there. And today it might be, Lord Jesus, would you pull that out of me? Would you get it out? Because then once it's laying on the ground, it's exposed. The light's all over it. And today, if there's an area of your life you need to lay before the Lord, maybe it's obedience. It might not be sin. It might just be God's asking you to do something. But ask you, don't leave that thing down there where it's hidden. Pull it out. Expose it. Let God shine his light on it because you're then going to walk away in freedom. You're going to walk away knowing he's got you, knowing he poured his love on you, knowing that he's forgiven you, knowing that you can trust him with anything. He loves you. He's not looking to beat you with a two by four. He's looking to welcome you in and bring healing to your heart, healing to your situation, healing to your soul. That's who our God is. This morning, if you don't mind, if you could maybe bow your heads, close your eyes, just to focus on the Lord. It's not some super spiritual thing, just for focus. This morning, if you've never given your life to the Lord and you say, you know what? I want relationship with Jesus. I want to know him. I need help in my heart. Maybe people have hurt me. Maybe if things have happened, but I want Jesus 
to bring healing and I need that thing pulled out. I want sin gone and I want to make him Lord. I want to ask you just to be bold. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front or anything, but we're going to pray together. If there's one today, you say, I want to know Jesus. Would you just raise your hand in this room? We're going to pray with you and pray for you. Anybody in the room? I want to be sure I don't miss anybody. You say, today's the day I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to make him the Lord. I don't see any hands today. If anybody, you're just walking, you may not be there yet. Jesus loves you. He cares for you. And at any moment, right now, tonight, this week, you could talk to the Lord. Just ask him, Lord, forgive me. Make me new. Make me whole. I repent of my past and I make you the Lord of my life. Any words you want to say, Lord Jesus, come in. That's all you have to say. He, he comes. Nothing like it. I want to pray for the rest of us today. Lord, I'm thankful that your word is true. It's powerful. Lord, your word does not return void. Your word, Lord, brings light. And even as, it, as your word says today, Lord, that darkness would be gone. That light would come. Lord, we need your wisdom. We need your constant filling. We need, Lord Jesus, to live a life of praise and giving you worship and giving you honor. And Lord Jesus, we need a reverence for you. And I pray today that every person that hears this message, if it's here or online or at a podcast at a later date, Lord Jesus, that we would open our hearts to you. And just like that well pump got pulled out and all the grime and the rust and the iron got pulled out with it, Lord Jesus, I pray if there's things in our hearts that need to be laid at your feet, Lord, that darkness would be gone because your light would make it light. Lord, that you'd bring light, you'd bring wholeness, you'd bring healing, you'd bring salvation, you'd bring your word. Lord, whatever it is, God, today, Lord, that nothing would stay dark, Lord, because we would choose to awake. We choose to arise from the dead. We choose to let you shine your light on it. And we know when you shine your light on it, you welcome, you make whole, you make new. Lord, thank you for healing, for deliverance, for freedom. Lord, thank you for relationships that are going to be restored because our hearts are turned. Lord, thank you for where marriages are struggling, Lord, no more because we're going to submit to one another. Lord, because we're going to care about the people around us more. Lord, whatever it is, Lord, today we're thankful that your light gets rid of, it removes the darkness. It takes us literally from darkness to being light. And Lord, that's our desire as your church today. Let us be your light for a Sunday morning, but as we go, as we eat tacos, as we go to our world, to our home, to our work week, to our lives outside of these walls, Lord, we never leave you, but we take you and we ask you to go before us. Constantly let us be filled, being constantly, being filled with you, Holy Spirit. That's our desire. So Lord, let us walk in you. Thank you. Bless this church. Bring wholeness. Lord, for somebody today, still just, they feel down. They feel beat down. Lord, I pray that you would give them hope you give them freedom. Let them feel you. Not what I've said, but what your word, your truth, what the Bible says. Holy Spirit, what you say. Let them feel you today and go encouraged. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. You're so good. Bless this church. Bless this people. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, amen. Thank you for being here, for diving in the word. Nothing like the word of God and what it does to change us. A couple of quick uh, uh, reminders before we leave. Sign up for Chili next Sunday morning, right? Don't leave us hanging. Sign up. Let us know you're bringing it. Uh, that makes us feel good knowing there'll be plenty and then we're going to have a great time next week. And uh, also, that movie night's coming. It's going to be fun on the 29th. Looking forward to it. 
Last thing, as you leave today, you'll leave and on the right side of our foyer going towards the outdoors, there's two tables. You'll go around each set of couches, right or left side, two lines. There's walking tacos, which means a bag of Fritos, all the fixings you can put in there. Uh, it'll be a great time. Be sure, stick around. If you have lunch plans, we'll stick around for a few minutes anyways. Hang out, meet somebody new. And this is your assignment. If you're out there and there's a seat or enough for your family, then go sit in that seat near people. Don't go by yourself somewhere. Sit with people, meet somebody new. And uh, it's just going to be great as we get to continue just to know each other, meet each other, and uh, be the rad fan. We have to do that as we're together. So enjoy lunch, enjoy hanging out. And we look forward to today and then chilly next week. We just love being together as the church family. Church, love you all this week. Be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you talk about. Savor the presence of Jesus. And let's enjoy our walking tacos today. Have a good one.